My dear friend, I'm happy to have you join me in today's study. How was your weekend? You know, this past Saturday was a very interesting Saturday. And I say it's a very interesting Saturday because we were put in a position of choice where we would either choose to celebrate the Sabbath of the Lord or the independence of Nigeria. October 1st was the Independence Day of Nigeria that I held on Saturday. It's held on the day where God has his own celebration. And I wonder, which celebration did you choose to do? I hope, I really do hope that you chose the celebration that our Lord, our Creator, has set on that seventh day. I do hope so. Before we begin today's study, I would like us to see something. I would like us to have God explain to us and show us and give us um, a glimpse into the heart of Potiphar. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 39 and read the early verses there. So this will be Genesis chapter 39 verse 1. Now Joseph had been taken to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Phil, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. So the house to which Joseph was sold to was the house of Potiphar and Potiphar was the captain of the guard. Let's have that in mind. Now, going to chapter 40, going to chapter 40, after the setup of Potiphar's wife, we see that Potiphar was thrown into a prison that we called a special type of prison where classy people are being thrown into. We read that the chief butler and the chief baker, they were thrown into a prison because they offended Phil. Now, let us, let us, let us read what the Bible has to say for, to us. Now, this is Genesis chapter 40, verse 3. So, he put them uh, in the custody of the house of the captain of the guard in the prison where Joseph was confined. So do you see that Joseph was still in the custody of Potiphar? Although it's not his house this time, it's the prison. But Joseph was still in his custody. And it 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 it, it becomes even more interesting it becomes more interesting let us go on and the captain of the guard charged joseph with them and he served them so they were in the custody for a while can you see the captain of the guard that is potiphar even in prison gave the chief butler and the chief baker 
in the care he put them in the care of joseph now are you saying that with this are you saying that potiphar had doubts to the accusations his wife actually charged joseph of do you see do you see that at the end of the day it wasn't a wrong assumption now i I, this knowledge came because i read through today's uh, chapter right that was why i'm like ah captain of the guard captain of the guard okay okay what have we read in the past about the captain of the guard what information has the bible given us and i went back and interestingly interestingly god has shown us what was actually in the heart of potiphar potiphar continued to trust potiphar really saw god walking with joseph and truly he didn't believe he didn't just bite entirely after some time he must have thought he must have thought about everything i'm like and he'd be like no 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 joseph joseph can't do this joseph can't do this and here we are reading that potiphar still continued to trust and give joseph charge over things even as he was in prison this is interesting this is interesting and we learned a major lesson that I would like to repeat because we serve the Lord does not mean everything will just all of a sudden start to become so rosy no we haven't seen that matter of fact in our review we have seen over and over and over again that for those who choose to be righteous oh more trials come their way because man the devil does not love righteousness trials would always come we will be tested the moment we decide that lord i surrender and i will follow you expect trials don't buy all this popular christianity that oh you will prosper when you choose to serve god oh this oh that look at the life of jesus look at life of these faithful men that we are studying about today look at our example for the sake of righteousness he was persecuted for righteousness sake joseph was sent to the dungeons for righteousness sake his own blood brothers plot to kill him for righteousness sake his own brothers sold him for righteousness sake my dear do not be deceived do not be deceived christianity is not all rosy and prosperity and bling bling no it's not it is a rough it is a narrow path it's not smooth but the assurance you have the assurance i have is if we stay faithful 
we will be elevated. Paradise will be our home. Hi, my name is Oluwa Femi and I am glad to have you today. You are welcome to the Gospel Space. Today we will be going to Genesis chapter 41. Genesis chapter 41. It is a very, this is a very interesting story. It's the story where we see and learn from Pharaoh's dream. It's, it's a lesson that is packed with so much for us to know about how God works. To know, to know much about how God reveals to his children and to know and understand biblical terms. These are the things and many more by God's grace that we would gain from this chapter. And I'd like us to pay close attention. And again, today I think I'll need to repeat today that I am studying, I am using the New King James Bible version. I am using the New King James Bible version. So let us pray and go into today's study. Our dear Father, we thank you. We thank you for bringing us today. We thank you for the opportunity and the time that you have created for us to come together and study. We are so grateful. Father, we are sinners and we plead for mercy. We plead for forgiveness of our sins. Please forgive us of our sins as we confess them to you. And please send us your Holy Spirit that he may teach us thy truth. Help us, Father, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Potiphar's Pharaoh's dreams. Let us study. And I'd like us to study this carefully this time around. Then it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh had a dream and behold, he stood by the river. Now, this is giving us some extra information as to the duration Joseph spent in the prison. Now, I say extra because we don't know how long. We only know that for sure Joseph spent over two years in prison. Over two years in prison. Remember, when he got there, he didn't have any uncle, any brother any friend any father figure any that could actually defend him so when that accusation was charged against him or it was just in the hand of god and again the prison the prison is not like the open space or the outside world where you are free there is much distraction there is much of things to lure and to tempt the prison is just you and the walls and the bars and maybe people that are in a cell with you so he must he had more than enough time to actually commune with his father i can imagine how close he must have drawn to god i can imagine and let's not forget even while he was in prison he taught people about the living the almighty god suddenly there came up out of the river seven cows fine looking and fat and they fed in the middle then behold seven other cows 
came up after them out of the river, ugly and gaunt, and stood by the other cows on the bank of the river. And the ugly and gaunt cows ate up the seven fine-looking and fat cows. So Pharaoh awoke. A bad dream. Then he slept again and dreamed a second time. And suddenly, seven heads of grain came up uh, on one stalk, plump and good. Then behold, seven thin heads, blighted by the east wind, sprang up after them. And the seven thin heads devoured the seven plump and full heads. So Pharaoh awoke, and indeed it was a dream. This is interesting. Now, Pharaoh awoke this time and indeed it was a dream. Do you have some dreams whereby you think they are so real? I remember I had one and it's, I just can't forget. In that dream, I was riding this mountain bike. Now, this, this, this dream, it's my, can I even call it a dream? Or just a continuation of the activity of that day. Anyways, I was riding a mountain bike in what I saw that night. I was riding a mountain bike. Then I just rode and went off a cliff. Now, as I was falling in real life, I felt like I felt like I was really falling. I jerked up. <laughs> I jerked up. I'm like, ah, my thank God. It's a dream. So, Pharaoh had such an experience. After seeing these ugly sights, he woke up, and oh, I can I can imagine that sight. Oh, my, thank God, it's a dream. Now it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt. Now I, I had to check. The dictionary for magicians because i know magicians are just people that do tricks lo and behold yes it's part of the definitions of what a magician is there are people who do tricks but the first definition i saw are sorcerers so he called the sorcerers of egypt and all its wise men and pharaoh told them his dreams but there was no one who could interpret them for Pharaoh. Are we learning? Are we learning? Are we seeing that these sorcerers, Nigerians, we call them Babalawo, we call them Ifa, we call them whatever, do we see that they do not have discernment? Now, as Christians, is there a need? for us to seek for knowledge from such persons. Don't forget, Potiphar called sorcerers and wise men. Are you learning as I am learning? The only We would see that the only one who has discernment, the only, only one who can open the heart and the mind to understanding deep things is only God. We see how sorcerers, 
we see how worldly wise men are filled Pharaoh. And I assure you, they will fail me and they will fail you if we seek after them. Then the chief butler spoke to Pharaoh saying, I remember my thoughts this day. When Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me in custody of the house of the captain of the guard, that is Potiphar, both me and the chief baker, we each had a dream in one night, he and I. Each of us dreamed according to the interpretation of his own dream. Now, there was a young Hebrew man with us there, a servant of the captain of the guard, Potiphar. And we told him, and he interpreted our dream for us. To each man was interpreted according to his own dream. And it came to pass that as he interpreted for us, so it happened. He restored me to my office and he hanged him. Now, this is one reason why the duration was given in the first verse. Can you imagine? Two years after is when this servant, that is the chief butler, remembered that which he had promised to Joseph in the prison. Can you see the difference between man and God? Man will forget. Man is human. Man is flesh. Man is blood like you and me. Man will forget me. Man will forget you. But God will not. That is an encouragement for today. God will not. Even when man forgets. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph. And they brought him quickly out of the dungeons. And he shaved, changed his clothes, and came to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, let us pause. Now, do we see respect? Do we see do we see the manner of approach that was taken before Joseph was to meet with Pharaoh? Before Joseph was to meet with an earthly superior, an earthly monarch, an earthly king, he was to shave, he was to look decent. How much more us approaching the throne of grace, approaching the creator of everything that you see. Now, this goes beyond oh, dressing up properly to go to church or dressing up properly to go for a midweek service or a vigil. No, it goes beyond that. Don't you pray every morning when you wake up that God, please go before me, go with me. Isn't that a sign that every day of your life, every day of my life, we should look, we should appear as people 
that want to meet with God. Isn't this a signal? Isn't this a lesson that our Christianity is not just one day out of six days? It is every day. It is every single day. And it's because of this everyday Christianity. It is because Joseph carried Christ. It is because Joseph carried his belief. Joseph carried God every day and even into every activity that he did. That people, that Potiphar looked upon him and said, God is with him. No, it wasn't just on the seventh day that Joseph would just wear one white garment and be doing holy, holy, holy. No, no. He carried God with him every day. He carried God with him everywhere, even in the prison. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream and there is no one who can interpret it. But I have heard that you can understand a dream to interpret it. So Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, It is not in me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Joseph did not see himself worthy to receive such honor. No. He knew he was undeserving of such an accolade. Oh, he was humble. He was humble. We read this text like they are simple stuff. At this point, when Joseph was brought out to the court, in the midst of the magicians, in the midst of Pharaoh, most especially in the presence of that chief butler that forgot him for two full years. Don't you think at this point some pride would have come to his mind? You forget it for two years, I'll show you. But no, we see meekness. We see him attributing the glory to God. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Behold, in my dream, I stood on the bank of a river. Suddenly, seven cows came out of the river, fine-looking and fat, and they fed in the middle. Then, behold, seven other cows came up after them, poor and very ugly and gaunt. Such ugliness I have never seen in all the land of Egypt. And the gaunt and ugly cows ate up the, fev- uh, the first seven fat cows. When they had eaten them up, no one would have known that they had eaten them, for they were just as ugly as <laughs> the beginning. So I awoke. Also, I saw in my dream, and suddenly, seven heads came up on the stalk, full and good. Then behold, seven heads without thin, uh, seven, seven heads uh, withered, thin, and blighted by the east wind sprang up after them, and the thin heads devoured the seven good heads. So I told this to the magicians, 
but there was no one who could explain it to me now when i when i read pharaoh explain his dream i remembered what lot saw you know lot saw this very good land that was flowing with water and so much vegetation and all of this and now i look at egypt today egypt egypt looks like a desert today but in this in this dream in this explanation we are we are seeing that egypt was a beautiful place where cows could feed on grass and there was so much beauty so much vegetation in egypt it's very interesting what has come of egypt today Mm. and the bible will tell us the bible will tell us what happened to egypt this is the best history book that man has then jacob said to pharaoh these dreams of pharaoh are one god has shown pharaoh what he is about to do let us pause first of it's very interesting that immediately pharaoh says his dream god has given um joseph the spirit of discernment now i don't you know i i spent a few moments actually thinking about this actually thinking about this remember what i said about prison is not like the outside world there he he was confined to himself and i can imagine him drawing closer and even closer onto god because there would have for for him to be there for for more than two years would have had much much quiet time much communion with god and who knows even much much teaching each prisoner who was in the prison with him so i can imagine and i can imagine i can imagine that his communication with god must have been it must have grown even stronger at this point for him to just hear this dream at once and to have discernment he must have had a vital a very very much vital connection with god as he spent all those years in prison now let's continue then joseph said to pharaoh the dreams of pharaoh are one god has shown pharaoh what he is about to do the seven good cows are seven years the seven good heads are seven years the dreams are one and the seven thin and ugly cows which came up after them are seven years and the seven empty heads blighted by the east wind are seven years of famine it's interesting first off it is interesting that god actually revealed his plan to an unbeliever we see a pharaoh calling sorcerers and worldly wise men to interpret his dreams so definitely pharaoh was this pharaoh wasn't serving god but we see god revealing his plans 
to an unbeliever. It is strange, but there is a reason why. Don't you think God would have revealed this dream to Joseph in prison? Yes, he could. Yes, he could. But don't forget all the dreams Joseph was having. That he will be elevated to a great position where his family, his brothers, his father, and his mother, stepmother, sister, would come and bow down to him. For that sake, for that reason, in order for that dream to come to pass, in order for that dream to be fulfilled, God gave this message to Pharaoh, the one who can actually set Joseph free and put him in a high position where that dream will be accomplished, where that dream will be fulfilled, where that dream will come to pass. God does not work like man. He does not. When we choose to be like Christ and the world hates us and we are pushed into dungeons, we are cast off from men, from the sight of men, know that God has a purpose and he will deliver, he will save. This is the thing which I have spoken to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Indeed, seven years of great plenty will come throughout all the land of Egypt. But after these seven years of famine will arise, uh, sorry, after these years of famine will arise and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt and the famine will deplete the land. So the plenty will not be known in the land. My, this is severe because of the famine following. For it will be very severe. And the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice because the thing is established by, the, by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now, this is another lesson we must learn. So when God tells us something more than once it means it is established and it means it is urgent let me take that again and the dream was repeated to pharaoh twice because the thing is established that is number one and god will shortly bring it to pass so when god tells us something and he tells us more than once it means it isn't established nothing will stop it from happening and in as much as god says it more than once and it is established it now means it is urgent these are things we must keep in mind now, I'm not saying we should keep the interpretation of seven fat cows like when anybody has a gym of seven fat cows, seventeen cows is farming. No, 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 no. We are keeping the principles in mind. When God repeats a thing twice, it might be a vision, it might be a dream, it might be his word. But it is important to know when God repeats 
something twice in the exact words or in different words the dream it was first about cows then it was now about plants which was called heads right so god it it can be it can be repeated in different ways but it would carry the same message so when god repeats things to us it means it is established number one and it means the duration is shortly going to come to pass now therefore let pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of egypt let pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of egypt in the seven plentiful years and let them gather all the food of these good years that are coming and store up grains under the authority of pharaoh what are they to stop they are to store up grains under the authority of pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities now this is another thing god cannot give the interpretation of a vision and not tell us what to do now what god is doing for us with this passage is teaching us how he works he is teaching us how he works we can see that god didn't just give joseph the interpretation of the dream he gave him solutions on how to go about these dreams that were interpreted god cannot tell us his own plan and let us go about doing things the way we think it is right as it is his own plan then it is best for us to receive instructions on how to take steps as to his plan i mean it's his plan we can't take our own steps for his plan we have to wait for instructions on how to execute his own plan so my dear friends if anyone comes with a cloak of i am a pastor i am a prophet of god and this is the interpretation of your dream and does not give you steps exact steps on how to carry such uh, actions or the necessary steps to be taken then it is not of god because we are seeing together the pattern in which god does things with man let us go on and let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up grains under the authority of pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities then that food shall be as a reserve for the land for the seven years of famine which shall be on the land of egypt that the land may not perish during the famine god is good god is good do we do we see do we see are we learning by ourselves is god opening our eyes is god teaching us how he does his own things yes he is 
yes it is it's beyond just hearing these stories and saying oh joseph was a wise man oh joseph was this joseph was that we are also reading to learn how god actually communed how god actually communicated with these men so that we will follow suit in the good and righteous examples that we are reading and learn from the disobedience that we may not fall as they did so the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants the advice was good and Pharaoh said to his servants can we find such a man as this a man in whom is the spirit of God once someone has the spirit of god it is impossible to hide it it is impossible to hide it now how did pharaoh know that this joseph had the spirit of god in him because he was a wise man he had discerning spirit don't you think this would also be included in the attributes Potiphar saw in the life of Joseph for him to say that God is with this man. Oh yes. Oh yes. It must be. It must be that Potiphar must have seen the way he was dealing with his fellow servants. And he was like, ah, there is a spirit in this guy. For this man is wise. And Pharaoh immediately sees it. Now, we understand that saying, I have the Spirit of God, is beyond just a lip confession. If we have the Spirit of God in our lives, if I have the Spirit of God in my life, if you, my dear friend, have the Spirit of God in your life, the world will know it. You wouldn't have to say anything because your life will testify. Your actions will testify. Your appearance will testify. Your dealings, business and church dealings will testify that you have the Spirit of God in you. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. Now, why does this sound so much like what Potiphar said to Joseph? Again, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking Potiphar at this point was not actually saying, ah, yes, yes. Even when he was my servant, he was like, this is a very good person. I put him as the authority over everything that I had. And at this point, he was like maybe i will put him over everything i have to and he did and pharaoh said to joseph see i have set you over all the land of egypt all of it now egypt is like nigeria pharaoh set joseph all as the authority over all the land of nigeria for instance then pharaoh he took his ring, a signet ring, off his hand 
and put it on Joseph's hand. And he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. Then he had him ride on this uh, on the second chariot which he had. And they cried out before him, Bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without your consent, no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zephanat Panashi. And he gave Joseph a wife, Asnath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. So Joseph went out to the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. Now in the seven plentiful years, the ground brought forth abundantly. He gathered up all the food, let's take note, of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt and laid up the food in the cities. He laid up in every city the food of the fields which surrounded them. Joseph gathered very much grain. Now, the grain is the food that he gathered. As the sand of the sea, until he stopped counting, for it was immeasurable. And to Joseph were born two sons before the years of the famine came. That is, before the seven years, he had two sons. Whom Asenath, the daughter of Potipharan, priest of On, bore to him. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, meaning, For God has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. Strong name. It has a strong meaning. And the name of the second he called Ephraim. For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. I I am someone that understands. Um, I pay close attention to names. I pay close. I was having a discussion with a friend, and we were discussing this one that one. You know, uh, in the younger younger years of my life you know we've had all these childish discussions that oh i want i want my child to have this cool name no montana or montana kinika like no 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 but now it's all different because i understand the weight i understand the blessings that comes with the name of a person I also learned from one of my friends. His name is Bolu. Anytime anybody asks Bolu, what is your name? He will say his full name. Boluwa Tife. And he, he will just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Until one day he just dawned on me. This guy does not just refer to his to himself as Bolu. He calls his full name because the full name has power. Boluwa Tife. The way God's want, uh, the way God's uh, God wants it. Oh, I'm making so much mistake. The way God wants it, and I just said, 
my I should be calling myself my full name my name is Oluwa Femi God loves me it's not just Femi it is God that loves me not just anything not just anything not just anybody but God and I see Joseph doing the same thing giving his children names that tell his story it's interesting but I won't do this I won't name my child like this because <laughs> I mean I just where I can't name my, my PK struggle no 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 based on <laughs> Niger situation no, 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 no. But I see, I see the value of naming people. I see the value of naming children. And this is, this is something for parents to actually ponder and think about. Then the seven years of plenty, which were in the land of Egypt, ended. And the seven years of famine began to come. As Joseph had said, the famine was in all lands, but in all the land of Egypt, there was bread now do you now see how the bible is interchanging do you see that bread here means food bread here means food because they stored up food they stored up grains in the seven years of plenty and now the bible is now saying but in the land of egypt there was bread we need to understand these terms because we will get to future passages and we wouldn't like to be confused. But even where confusion wants to seem to arise, then we would come back to this passage where we are seeing the Bible interchange bread with food. So when all the land of Egypt was famished, ah, yes, was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. Then Pharaoh said to all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph, whatever he says to you, do the famine was over all the face of the earth and joseph opened all the storehouses and sold to the egyptians and the famine became severe in the land of egypt so all countries came to joseph in egypt to buy grain because the famine was severe in all lands from all nations they all marched down to Egypt to buy food. Do you, is it, is it, isn't this mind-blowing to you? So that the dream of this young man will be fulfilled, the whole earth had to experience famine just so that his brothers, his parents, and the mothers will come to Egypt and actually fulfill that which he had dreamed about. This, this, this is very mind-blowing. This is very mind... It is extremely mind-blowing. God is good. Are we saying that it is also for this dream to be fulfilled that the brothers will not die despite their wickedness because we read that onan and er the sons of judah died because of their wickedness because of their evil haven't we read that uh, simeon and levi 
did wicked acts, but they are not dead. There is a dream to be fulfilled. And this, these are the things that were just coming to my mind that, my God is good, God is good, God is good, Femi, God is good. And it pays to be obedient, it pays to be righteous. It does pay. There is nothing good about this earth. There is nothing good about sin that should stop us, that should deprive us from embracing righteousness. For righteousness is right. It is right doing. Oh, my dear friend. My dear friend. I hope you have learned something today. I hope you have received from your creator. I hope your maker has spoken to you in clear tones. The encouragement for today is coming from the book of Hebrew. Sorry, not Hebrew. It's coming from the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 7. And it says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I would liken him to a wise man and who built a wise man who built his house up on the rock. It pays to be righteous. It pays to be righteous. Do have a wonderful day and God bless you.